So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rematches Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Good morning. Wait. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening, Craft not Beer. Not one beer in. No, it's not. <laughs> no, we are, um, we are here at Ryan's Brew House. What is the name of this brewing We're at uh, the So Brew Garage. <laughs> They say great business is starting garages, and this right. this could be or it will be one. Um, we are Amazon starting a garage. Everything so. started a garage. I don't know. <laughs> Check the uh, Amazon affiliate link down below. By the way, <laughs> we we are here uh, in at Sobrew Garage, and we are brewing uh, our first my so at my request. We are brewing the our version of the lipstick on a pig named TBD. We don't TBD? have the name yet. Okay. Just I need, I need a little clarification from from outside source on that. But okay, this beer is going to be very special. It is a strawberry basil black pepper IPA. Yeah. Well, pale ale. Pale ale. Okay. I didn't get enough hops for IPA. Okay. So one more time, <laughs> this is going to be a strawberry basil black pepper pale ale and i'm super excited for it i'm very excited as well i hope that the rendition of this beer that we're doing turns out the way that donnie dreams it will um i don't know really besides the strawberries the basil and the black pepper you know not really sure what yeast uh, was originally used in this recipe not sure what malts were originally used and but and the problem is we're never going to know because we're never going to know this beer was brewed at lakeland brewing company uh thanks to Laos, mr lausman for introducing us to it but i tried it once and i I just loved it. I know you tried it too. I did. I, yeah. I, I didn't really know how to appreciate it when I first had it because it was something I You unexpected. never know until it's gone. Yeah. You never know until <laughs> you never know what gone. you got until it's gone. So now that's the fun thing about craft beer. Now we got to figure out how to brew it ourselves or at least make it better if, it, if, it, if that's even possible. I, I, I really hold it in my heart as one of the best beers I've ever had. So, um, so good evening, everybody. We're, we're going to go ahead and count this as episode 64. And basically, yeah. we are going to do some uh, craft brews, some geek news. Again, this is the official podcast of the Brewmasters Clubcast. We talk about uh, local stories, uh, craft beer across the nation and the state of the great state of Florida, and not only the world, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but we also cover geeky nuggets of pop culture, which we will indefinitely do tonight. So um, stick with us. We're, we're going to try and walk you guys through bits of the brewing process here as me and Ryan are trying to brew this. This is, I've lost count now, 40, I lost 30, count. let's yeah. say 41? <laughs> I don't know. I've probably brewed as many times as, uh, well... I can count on my fingers, toes, your fingers and toes. Like I can't, I can't keep track. Let's just anymore. let's just call it near forty. We'll say forty-one. We'll call it sixty-two. Oh, 60, well, this is sixty-third. Okay, episode. we'll call it sixty-three. Well, that was sixty-fourth episode, actually. Fuck. Just call it whatever you want. Then. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. I think. I think from what I've counted, Ryan, you're, you're in the forties. I think you're in the forties. But is then that, again, I, I haven't seen. 
No, it's not, because I have not seen every ep- every beer you've made, and I haven't certainly Wait, are tried. are we talking about women or beer? Be- beer. We're beer. sticking with beer. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh, God. So we're going to try and, and finish out Ryan's 42nd beer and um, <laughs> and uh, brew this, this Lipstick on a Pig clone. We are excited to be here with you guys, and thank you for listening. Stay tuned. What I shared with Donnie just now is the first rendition of a chocolate s'mores beer that my buddy Corey and I brewed. It was for his birthday. Um, by the way, if you're a home brewer, try to brew beer for friends for special occasions uh, this one we put 28 ounces of uh, actual chocolate bars Hershey's uh, we put about three pounds of marshmallows and a whole box of graham crackers a couple days into for, uh, like after high croissant and fermentation I went to transfer it into secondary so like day six day seven and the smell was not very pleasant it was very odorous and if anybody follows us on our Facebook page they know they, they saw the photo don't put uh, one package of yeast for all the sugars that were actually into this beer. So long story short, after transferring it about three or four times, I was able to taper off the the yeast sort of smell, the yeast finish, and I was left with two gallons. This is the last of it, and you should get a lot of really good milk chocolate flavors. I think that there's some marshmallow here and a little bit of graham cracker. I don't know what your opinion is, but what do you think? It's tart. It is tart. It's really? almost got like if you said this was a dark chocolate something, I would I would put more weight on that just okay. because it's got like this um, <clears throat> it's got an ester of like an oak almost, and okay. I don't know what that is. Ah, I did use a smoked malt. Okay, so that's so that's, that's it. That's what it is. So I mean, it's very it's like when they say coffee malts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when I think coffee malts, and anybody out there that's not maybe a home brewer, just imagine what coffee tastes like. Mm-hmm. That's what a coffee malt tastes like, right? If you were to chew yeah. it, that's physically what it tastes like. So I get a lot of that. There is a little bit of graham cracker. I, okay. I had, there's like a the spice cracker? in the middle and between like the roof of your mouth and your nose. I get a spice uh. of graham cracker, which is a weird flavor. I don't get much marshmallow. I, I don't get the sweetness. Which is in that. surprising because there's three pounds of marshmallows actually <laughs> boiled into the entire beer. I get I get I get a, some I get a smoky <clears throat> chocolatey graham cracker. Okay. Now maybe I'm just overlooking the, mar- no. the marshmallow. I don't know. Well, but. this it, it actually came out better than anticipated, but it was scary because what you don't want to do is stress the yeast out. And I called Tim over at Craft Life. He helped me out with that. I basically sent the yeast to a crack party to die. I was about to say, how, how'd that call go? Yeah. Well, he's like, Tim, what? He's like, I need oh. help, Tim. Yeah, Tim was like, oh man, you just you just killed your yeast. <laughs> like, you just stressed them out. So, if you're going to put that much sugar into a beer, and you're going to think marshmallow is 90% Sugar. sugar and air is the other 10 percent. 28 <laughs> ounces of, of milk chocolate hershey bar is all also sugar. sugar yeah so yeah i didn't have enough yeast to counteract that now next time i brew this if we do it that same way we'll have more yeast it won't stress out maybe it'll turn out a little bit nicer so yeah. kind of learned my lesson there but i do have another rendition that i did the very following week um with just like a chocolate malt and uh, I actually dry hopped it with marshmallows. So we'll try that next and give a little comparison when we're done with this one. Well, it's good. And I would, I would say <clears throat> in terms of what the flavor is, I, I don't know if it's necessarily s'mores, but I, I definitely get graham cracker and chocolate. I and mean, that, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I just don't get the, I don't, when I, when you have, you know, you've tried beers and they're like uh, an espresso porter or whatever, or a cream vanilla, you know, you can pull those flavors out. I don't get the vanilla, which doesn't complete the s'mores, but I definitely get a like toasted graham cracker. If you had, a, if you had this is a toasted graham cracker beer, it's yeah. perfect. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's we'll that's what I would call it. it. <laughs> I think the I think the trick with s'mores beers is using chocolate malts. Yeah. With uh, vanilla bean and dry hop. I understand behind smoke malts, but because, I just I don't. Well, I, think I that, wanted to taste like it was going to come off the yeah, fire. Yeah, right, right. That was my sort of. Well, it definitely essence. tastes smoky. It's not, okay. but it's not. It's not overbearing. So it's good. Yeah, good, awesome. Not well, my best, but that's okay. Well, hey, this, this is what it is. It's experimenting, right? Experimental. That's right. I think our water's boiling, so we'll touch base with you guys in a little bit. All right, everybody. So in the process now, Ryan, yep. we are 
We have ju- we have just transferred our boiling water over to this uh, the mash tun. Basically, it's a big ten gallon jug. Igloo makes it, and uh, we're going to transfer the grains into here with our with our water so that we can steep it for about an hour. And in this bag that I've got, I've got about thirteen pounds of well twelve and a half pounds of two row grease and a half pound of carapils. Carapils is going to give us the head retention that we want whenever we're drinking because we're adding in some things that are going to have uh, more of an oily based uh, premise to it. Like the strawberries might leave some oil, so we want to make sure that whatever we put into the beer doesn't kill the head whenever we're going to drink it. But Donnie, you just had some of the. Uh, I wanted to taste the dry malt because when I yeah. W- yeah when I used to work for you know the brewing company it was it was interesting to taste it because they all have different flavors. Like this one particularly is a little bit of course drier, but it's, it's still so sweet. Yeah, it's it's this very is good. Really one of the best churro breeze is one of the best grains that you can brew with. Just a great taste through and through on the beer, but it's just in general is really. Just it's just it's just a nice flavor to it. It's not overly strong. You can still feel like it's um it's it's weedy. It's oaty. It's it's yeah. really good, man. I love it. Yeah. And All right, here we go. The, uh, so yeah, if you want to get in here, I'm pouring the grains into the water right now. Perfect. Keep that for later. Give it a little stir. And the reason we heat the water up to 162 is so we can whenever we put our grains in it knocks it down to about 152 154 so i'm going to give it a stir you want to get all the uh, dry pockets of the grain mixed in there so it makes it meshes well with the water and then we're literally going to put that top on top in just a second you smell this real quick this smells mm. yeah see that's so what good. when you walk up to a to a actual brewery that's brewing and you see the exhaust pipes that are they're kicking out like the um the actual like excess and, and from the boil <clears> itself <throat> That's what it smells like. It smells, it's almost bready. It's yeah. doughy a little bit. It smells in between. No, this and like this isn't. It's a bad picture, but you never been to a farm, right? When you when you smell like the like the the oats that like livestock mm-hmm. consume, and then you go to to a brewery and you smell that same kind of oaty, but it's like a wet oat smell that's, yeah. that's hot and it's kind of humid and it just it just has this overwhelming flavor like you've walked into like a soggy bread factory yes. but it smells delicious it yes. smells like good beer taste that's what happened to us the other day we were walking up to still house and i was like man they're they must brewin and uh sure enough they were so yeah it, and it just it like draws you in yeah kind of it, it is it's like the <laughs> pepe le pew where you're yeah. just like a, kind of walking yeah like floating, in the air. floating in the air right if you like if oh, you like love is in the air yeah, if you like beer that's what it is i just always remember that the first time i ever went to a, to a big brewery when when you pulled up you got out of your car that's what it smelled like and i was like whoa this heaven does it it's smell good. like that, uh, England? It does. Yeah, okay. yeah, when they're when they're brewing, and when yeah. when you get the closer you get to the bre- the brewery, if you actually do the tour when they're on a brew day, you can you can smell it, you can hear it, you oh, can man. see it. The steam's pouring out the building. It's it's amazing. <clears throat> it's it's really a it's a cool experience. So um, if you haven't if you haven't done that before, yeah, go go tour a brewery, uh, especially while they're brewing, because you get that that full experience, and it's really just an amazing time. Yeah, it really drives the uh, senses overdrive. All right, guys. So as we have in every episode here, this is our famous segment. What are you going to drink? What are you drinking at the moment? We talked about a bit of those beers we've had now, but since we've got some time to kill while we are steeping. Yes, we haven't officially been drinking yet, evidently. <laughs> so that's all right. So that's that's on us. So we're going to go ahead and start officially drinking. Ryan, I brought you the Abita Mardi Gras Bach. Yes. Which I talked about last week, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I've already had a sip of it, but I really like this beer. I can't really describe 
all the, the I, I feel like it's all along the lines of like like I'm get, I'm getting like a bready sort of Belgiumy flavor connotation. I know it's a Bach, but I I don't know. Like it doesn't I, drink like a Bach. No, it doesn't drink like it a doesn't Bach. drink like a Bach at all. That, that's, what I, that's what I thought was really unique well, the, about it. Wasn't the Gator the the Gator, Andy Andy Gator, Gator. but that was like a fifteen percent. Like yeah. that was a crazy beer in a six pack that was buy one get one for like. 10 bucks but anyway we're not talking about that but um no it's really good i yeah. i would buy this and abita again coming in with the win i be back on the track i, I really love abita I, I i like everything they have the indicator it's weird that you called that one out specifically because my sister when she lived in new orleans I drank a lot of Abita, and she always had the Antigator. She had the Purple Haze because that's what she liked the most, which I didn't really. I but don't care for. I don't either. But the Antigator she always likes had because of the name. Sure, sure. But <laughs> the Antigator always came up because that was the beer that she always had. And it was fifteen percent or whatever it was. It was super high high alcohol, but I hated it. Um, but I liked other Abitas, and I liked this one. So when we did the cast last week, I was drinking the the grapefruit orange something mm-hmm. uh, grapefruit honey it was grapefruit yeah. honey and i didn't like that but the mardi gras i really enjoyed i feel like they i mean maybe i'm wrong but they might even use because there's definitely a, a specific type of yeast that you use to get a bach you know but i feel like they also use a belgium to get a little like a, like a mixture i feel like they use two different yeasts with this beer maybe it's maybe that's what they do i don't know but i'm definitely tasting more belgium than bach yeah that, so. that's what i said too i, I I tried to articulate that in the cast. I was like, this doesn't really taste like a Bach because it's not heavy. No. It's not hard to drink. No. It's got 7% alcohol. I mean, it's still, it's still, yeah, it's still a pretty, pretty heavy beer in terms of alcohol-wise, but it wasn't hard to drink, so I really enjoyed it. Good head too. Yeah. No, it was a great beer. I really was, was pretty impressed with it. So what I'm holding, please explain. So this is the second rendition. Obviously, I told you I was worried about the first one for the s'mores beer. This one was brewed with just malt. There was no added chocolate except for I added an extra pound of chocolate malt in. I took the smoke malt out, and then about two weeks in or ten days in, I dry hopped with marshmallows, about three pounds. Unfortunately, most of the marshmallows sat on top. I didn't melt it, like Tim said. That would have forced them down to the bottom. But I think the next time we're going to do it, we'll do it with like a marshmallow fluff so that it's you know heavier and sits down at the bottom. But overall... I think this beer came out really nice. I don't know if you're going to pick up on any of the marshmallow, but it, it should be there in some shape or form. If not, I'm just going to cut the marshmallow out and then do a vanilla bean. Well, the, the, the fluff would be interesting. But see, like yeah. I, want, I want to know exactly what the difference is because... So the first beer that you described had a, a totally different flavor to me. What was the difference there? Like what You, you mentioned that you had put the, the marshmallows in it in the secondary fermentation. The, so the first one, the marshmallows went into the boil. The chocolate went into the boil. I did have chocolate malt but i also had a smoked malt for this one you you removed the small smoke malt i removed the smoke malt i actually added an extra pound of the chocolate malt to counteract and to try to get that chocolatiness that we had added with the actual uh, which hershey's chocolate the funny thing is saying that like you can it's way less smoky is what this one this one tastes to me and i actually do get a very subtle sweetness so that's then that's the marshmallow. marshmallow right i get a very subtle sweetness I get like this. If you were to hand me this and say it's this, this beer right here is a s'mores beer. I totally get it because I I can I feel like I'm sitting in a campfire, okay, drinking a drinking a chocolate marshmallow beer. Yes, right? that's what I feel. I like would in this like one. the chocolate to be more no, or excuse me, the marshmallow to be more nosy, and I think that's what you would get if you if the chocolate or if the beer was uh, sitting on top of the marshmallows. Unfortunately, the marshmallow propped up. Yeah, Tim. so it kind of took away from that, yeah. and it really only got the bottom feed on marshmallows. But if you boiled marshmallows, wouldn't that make the marshmallows <clears throat> sink down to the bottom? Well, and that's what Tim was saying, and yeah. I didn't have time to boil them down so it's like oh they'll stay and then they got floated up fucking <laughs> but 
Well, either way, I, I do like this one. So they they still. I mean, the whole thing when I was when I was uh, pouring it into the or uh, siphoning it into the keg, I was just getting marshmallow in the nose like crazy. So I thought it was going to be prevalent. I mean, just taking a sip of it, you can definitely you. It's got almost a creamy finish too. Okay, good. I I got a I got a creamy kick to it, which <clears> which <throat> I that's reminiscent of the marshmallow. And then again, I feel the smokiness of it, but I think it's from the chocolate and yes. from the from like the, the chocolate malt and the black patent yeah. malt that's that's used the two. It's three different type of breeze. You got two. And you row. put chocolate in it, actually. No, no chocolate. Okay. Chocolate malt. So you got uh, the first one. You put chocolate in actual chocolate. This one just yeah. chocolate malt. Yeah. So this See, one. This, this is. I think this is a more true to a s'mores beer. S'mores beer. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll we'll probably stick with this way of doing it because honestly, adding in those other ingredients, you're really taking a chance with contamination. You're taking a chance with stressing the yeast out. Yeah. This is just one packet of yeast that's more than enough uh, for a five gallon batch and things like that. So. So did you brew this in succession? Like like you brewed the first one and then you brewed this one immediately after? Or? This was the replacement beer to the first one because i okay. thought the first one kicked the bucket it would have so been like a week after you brewed second or third really bad beer okay. like not drinkable i thought but okay. it is drinkable and this one's better i think in my it opinion. smells like a s'mores that's a cool. so you like get it, a nose on it as it gets warmer yeah just i'm just smelling it now it smells like a s'mores like if i held a, a graham cracker chocolate and there's no graham cracker in there we left the graham cracker out i talked to Corey because it was it was his it's his baby really yeah um i was like do it's you want to throw a graham cracker in there? version like, two no. version two is much better i like it good good yeah. deal so awesome we won't spend too much time on it but that, that was the saved beer like that was yeah for the birthday party that's or this is the beer that's supposed to save the first one so all right well good <laughs> all right so that completes our um our what you drinking what are you gonna drink i think what we're gonna drink here in the near future is hopefully a strawberry basil black pepper but what else do you have in the hopper oh my um as far as fermenting right now, I have nothing. This will be the fermented beer, but I do have a hot bullet left. I've got a couple Sierra Nevada beers. We've got um, our Mardi Gras. We've got our Mardi Gras <laughs> and some rum. All right. <laughs> so it's going to be a fun-filled night, but really we have about 40 minutes left of steeping. So we're <laughs> so this might be a long one. This might be a long one, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. So if nothing else, we, we still have our, our geek section to look forward to, our geek news, which we always do in every podcast. Yes. The thing we're going to try tonight, which is going to be different, is that I brought no man's sky to introduce ryan to the concept of yes. it yes and then ryan's gonna show me dragon ball dragon ball z fighter z fighter okay so it honestly which i've heard really good things about which honestly we could probably get my daughter to be okay with putting that on first if you want to cut her off she doesn't moana. regulate this podcast well she doesn't <laughs> we'll let her watch moana and then we'll take over we'll, we'll take be like over. all right it's adult time yeah. go to bed yeah. Or watch tablet upstairs. I don't care. <laughs> it's Friday night, <laughs> and we're brewing in the garage. That's right. So either way, it's gonna be interesting. So I would. I'm. I'm gonna try and capture Ryan's first thoughts of No Man's Sky, and I'm gonna get my thoughts of Dragon Ball Z Fighter, and um, and it should it should net out to a pretty interesting podcast. So we hope you oh, guys yeah. stick around, and and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. You know. So you just pop the top on your yep. mash tun here. So let's see what the temperature is. It does smell really good. <laughs> one ten. One. So it's at 140 right now. Keep going, keep going. It's still climbing. <laughs> 150. Can't really beat that. 151. So that stayed in there for an hour and only lost about nine degrees. Yeah. yeah that's pretty Which good. Perfect because the the cold grains that we put in cooled it down and then we put the top on right away. So that's perfect. It's exactly where we want to be. Now what I'm gonna do start sparging this is basically going to be for a failsafe so what we're going to start doing is sparging when you sparge 
using a mash tun, you can literally let the wart come out the bottom and pour it back on top. Now, you don't want to do it too fast, but you don't want to do it too slow because if you do it too fast, it'll create a grain bed which will not let the grain go through. Uh, so what this will do is it'll create a natural filter. We'll be able to siphon off a lot of the particles of the beer that we don't want to go into the boil. All right, so what we're doing now, we've already sparged and recycled our wort back over top the grains. What I'm doing now is I've got my sparge water, and what this is going to do is really just uh, close off the process of the sugar conversion because it's a lot hotter water. And then also... Um, be able to clear or grab every all the remaining sugars that are left in the grain bed and when we taste this donnie you tasted the grains in the beginning when we taste this at the end when we got the pot back over here we're going to notice that there shouldn't be any sugars left in what we taste because if there is then we did something <laughs> sort of tastes like oatmeal <laughs> uh yeah oatmeal Less that sweet. hasn't had any sugar <laughs> added to it exactly right. so Pretty much this, this is the process. And I've got my, my water heated up to about 180, 185 degrees. Uh, that's kind of where I like it for this process. In terms of the <clears> process <throat> itself, like what has happened now is that you, we had what, four, four gallons that we boiled mm -hmm. originally. Then we steeped those. We steeped the, the grains in four gallons of water. Mm -hmm. And I've got three gallons that I'm continuing the sparge with as it's draining in the pot. So you're expecting to lose two gallons out of the batch right off, right well, off the bat with so the recipe. Adding the three gallons back into it, I'm expecting us to have about six gallons, maybe six and a half when we're about to boil. And then at the end of the, the final boil, boil the, the final, final stage of the boil. Yeah. Right. Then at the end of the final stage of the boil, we should have roughly five gallons. Right. I say roughly because you never know how sure, much. Sure, sure. But in that stage, there'll be half an hour of hops, 15 minutes of strawberry basil. That's right. And that's when the black pepper and the adjunct ingredients are in right. introduced. Yes. So we're going to introduce the hops 30 minutes into the boil. We're going to do two ounces of citra hop. And that's going to give us enough time in the boil phase to not only add the bitterness to the beer, but still remain citrusy, hoppy, of that nature. So that middle ground. If we were to add the hops in at the beginning, it'd be really bitter in the beginning. And that'll add too much bitterness for this fresh flavor profile I think that we're trying to get. Sure. So... And these types of beers, they're just really fun to, to brew. I mean, to we, experiment with. I just yeah. think this is this is a neat experiment for us just to say, we really like that beer. Let's see if we can do it at home. It's like a buddy of mine is a piano player and a musician by profession. So when he hears a song on the radio, he can literally go home and play it on the piano. And I think yeah. that's amazing. This is kind of an adaptation of, of you saying like, well, I tried this beer there once. And you didn't even, I mean, you've tried it maybe two times. Of it. Not, yeah. I've drank maybe 70 gallons of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> not gallons. I 70, 70 pints of it. Like, I, I love it. That's I'm what a, fish dream of. Yeah, that's what fish dream of. Is more more water. <laughs> All right. I was gonna say lipstick on a pig. But yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think fish would even know what a pig looks like. Well, let's introduce some. No, but uh, this is still going. So yeah, whenever uh, we get done with this, we'll put it on and boil it for sixty minutes. Sounds good. All right. All right. We'll touch base uh, very soon, and then we are going to get on to the geek section. Yes, we promise. The geek stuff is coming once we're done brewing. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Right now, we're going to take just a little bit out of here, just a smidge, just so we can taste it, so that we can get the before taste and the aftertaste when we add the strawberries, the basil, and everything. What you're going to notice, this is a really light, thinny, sort of sugary... Sugar water. Yeah, pretty much. But you'll, you'll also taste the, the malt profile from the breeze, and you probably won't taste too much of the carapils. Again, that smell just brings me like right yeah. back home. God, that's the like best smell. See, what I get out of that... The pre, it's pre wort, yeah, wort. It's like <clears throat> non bitter, nothing. No, but you can taste almost um, 
Like when they say a cascade, oh, I'm sorry, like a, like a, what, what, you said it was Reese. Yeah. So it's like a dry, oak, oak, oaky. A little bit. But in, in relative perspective to what you tasted earlier with the malt, like you now see the malt flavor in the water. Right. It, it's, it tastes like the malt flavor in a drink. <laughs> I'm going to keep this high, but it depends on how fast you want to heat it up because then it's a bitch to get it down. So we'll start it off a little slow. I just got this filled up yesterday, so we got full tank. Um, Basically, now it's just a waiting game, but you really, really, really want to pay attention as, and that's a good sign, it's already starting to smoke on here because that means the water's really hot still. Um, but as it starts to form a sort of uh, bubbled up uh, layer, that's when we're gonna want to start paying attention because that's when boil overs happen, that's when the, the, the wart's about to actually boil over or boil itself. Now for, for, for right now though, Tasting that, now let's do a grain test because what we don't want to taste is sugar. This is, we're not going to reuse this, so you can taste it, grab in there. And this is the actual, this is the, the barley that we're actually yes. tasting. Huh. Yes, you shouldn't taste any sugar. Should be completely different. No, that's like oatmeal, more like just straight oats. Yeah, gross. Well, the good thing about this, and so the one thing about craft beer breweries, that's a positive for um, not just our bellies and, and, and sustainability, but they a lot of breweries will donate these to Farm. farmers yep. and give them to their pigs and, and all. And they sorts love of it, things. and they love it. And I mean, it's just really good food for for all the pigs. The funny thing is, like those those animals don't need the sugar piece of it, right? No. Like the glucose part, they want the fiber and the, and the proteins that We've come from the shell. That out. Yeah, so that I mean, is just throw in the trash. I don't know a farmer that needs it. At least not in this small quantity. Well, why not? <laughs> well, you could find one. I haven't found one yet. There are farmers listening to this <laughs> podcast right Please now. write in. Hashtag Brewmasters Clubcast. Uh, or just email info at brewmasters.club. If you know any farmers that need about 13 pounds of grain every three weeks, let me know. <laughs> so, it's delicious. Like, you know what they should make? is We should make like a... Some sort of like ice cream, something out of it. Like, I don't know what we can well, make out of that. So, it's funny you say that because... Um, Mad Beach Brewery does a great job of using their grains that they've already steeped with in some of their food items. They have like a tabbouleh grain thing or something like that. So they, they kind of reincorporate in their own restaurant, which for those recipes helps out the restaurant. And it's actually really, really, really good. So if you haven't been to Mad Beach, they're down there uh, in Johns Pass, St. Pete area. So, or St. Pete Beach, I should say. And they reincorporate their grains into some of their uh, food bills. And they have great beer, too. <laughs> so me and Ryan are going to mow down on some of this grain. In the meantime... 13 pounds of it. <laughs> in the meantime, oh. Google some local uh, farmers here that might yeah. be able to help us out. Yeah. We'd love to uh, contribute. It is delicious. It still has some flavor, mostly from the grain itself, not the sugars. So... Mm. I like it. All right. Well, as you can hear, we're still boiling, so we'll, we'll touch base with you guys here in a little bit. Yeah. And then I promise... Once this beer is brewed, <laughs> we're moving on to the Geek News section. We are not filled with empty promises. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> so, Ryan, what exactly, do, yeah, what exactly did we just add here? We added three pounds of strawberries and, what, 30 sprigs of basil and how much pepper? Roughly uh, two and a quarter. I think I said, I said it was about two, two tablespoons of straight black pepper. Now, you see how it cooled down a little bit? It'll take a second for it to come back up, and that's where we have to lift it up a little bit, to get the make sure the boil over doesn't happen. But then once it starts rip riding, soaring again, it's gonna be beautiful. And given the fact that it's 11:24 now, what 
What time we're looking at? We've got till what? Might take us eleven forty. Five minutes somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. Awesome. So we'll see. I mean, it looks good so far. It smells delicious. The girl said it smelled like pancakes. Pancakes, basil. <laughs> it smells. It smells very good. It smells very close to what the the the, the recipe that I remember was. All right. Well, I guess we'll, we'll touch base here once we get it rock, rocking and rolling. We can maybe taste the wort and, and see what it looks like then. Well, we'll definitely be tasting the wort once it's done. We'll take a gravity reading and see where we finish that. Uh, I'm hoping between 1.05, 1.06, somewhere in that ballpark. If that drops down to 1.01, then we'll have a good gravity beer. We'll have about 7%. All right, well, you've got it on recording, guys. We're going for a 7%er. <clears throat> Which, what was lipstick on the pig? 6.7 probably in that range yeah one can hope we'll see soon stay tuned we just pulled our wart off of the burner yep and you're dropping your dropping chiller your wart chiller down into the beer and i've got this little hose that comes out here the basically what i'm going to do is turn the hose on water's going to cycle through and take the heat out through the copper into the uh the silicone wire whatever fuck that and uh the main line there and it's gonna chill our beer down to about 120 degrees and then we'll siphon it off in the fermenter and leave it to rest overnight till it gets down to about 68 72 ballpark what temperature are we starting at? like when you put right it now off, we're at 212 212 pretty much which is what standard for wort uh for for boiling purposes uh that's where we we're at pine welling. round and round she goes and that'll bring it down how fast? I mean, Pretty how quickly, quickly will it bring down so, to... So what I used to do when I did my one-gallon batches, even actually when I was doing these uh, before I bought the wort chiller, I was literally using... I'd buy like two 20-pound bags of ice. I, we did it at my house. We did. <laughs> we, threw, we threw it in the cooler. And, and chill it down. Get a wart chiller. Spend 50 bucks. It's the best 50 bucks you'll ever spend besides buying a mash All the other gear. Yeah, well, all the other stuff. Don't go too crazy, but it just, it makes a huge difference. It takes all the heat out and nothing gets inside the war chiller except at least as, ha as far as how I do it. Some, some places have different things that'll cycle, cycle back through, but yeah, you can definitely feel there's a different temperature, especially if you go down here. It'd be a lot warmer. Feel that. I mean, it's not very hot, but it's taking the heat out slowly. <laughs> It's definitely a lot hotter than the ambient temperature that's coming into the, the wort. That's the cool thing. And they give you thing. enough hose to make sure you don't spray it into your beer. So we're left with about right at five gallons. Well, that's good. Really where we're heading right now. No, I think it's been, I mean, we certainly have grown the process since the first time the brew. If you, I don't know what episode that was. 20-something, um, maybe? November of 2016. So that? that was our first brew. Well, that was like when we that first was the started. That was first time we brewed. Yeah, that was yeah. that was two years ago at this point. It was <laughs> almost two years ago. So. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. But um, no, I think it's good. So I hope everybody learned something that that was paying attention at least to this. And we're we're still gonna like tap we into got the one more thing left to do. One more stage. So when this cools, we'll take. I've got a hydrometer, and we'll see what our gravity reading is. For this beer, I'm hoping, like I said, between 1.05, 1.06, somewhere in that ballpark, that'll give us a nice, you know, good percentage beer once it drops down to 1.01 after it's done. Now, what does that mean? Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get your gravity reading. You start with your beginning because all the sugars are still in the beer. But you specifically said 1.5 you wanted. Well, 1.05 to 1.06 is kind of where we're aiming. We have enough grain to hit that, I think, if we got the sugars out that we want. So what we're going to be reading is what sugars are left after the boil, right? 
And then once the yeast eat all those sugars up, we'll take our final reading and that'll be what our percentage is. So you basically, there's a mathematical equation. I forget what that is right now. I use something on Google. It's really easy. And um, you take your 1.06, your 1.01, and that gives you your ABV. So yeah, that's where we're at with that. No, that was very good. Yeah. All right. So we're going to chill this work and we're going to get there uh, here in a, in a hot minute. Talk to you guys soon. All right, guys. So this is the uh, the end phase here of the brewing process. At least we have chilled the wort. We have we are actually currently racking it to our our tertiary. I guess we'll our primary fermentator. Prime primary fermentator. <laughs> we are we are <laughs> racking it. We are racking into our primary ferm fermentation device here. So um, it's actually we're trying it. <laughs> yeah. So our gravity came in at 1.06, which is exactly what we were aiming for. I think those strawberries kind of kicked us up to the next level there. But where you might be not tasting a lot of the strawberry or anything like that, it's definitely very good. It comes together really nicely as far as unfermented wort goes. The cool thing is I can taste. I can smell the black pepper. I can taste. I can taste the basil. There's definitely a sweetness from the strawberry. It's going to be a very good beer. It's light. It's, yeah, it's light. The body's light. I don't like that. Yeah, me too. That's what, I mean, that's what we're going for. Now, Donnie, again, it's hard to tell exactly how this is going to turn out once we ferment it. Again, we may not have even used the right same kind of uh, grains that was in Sick on a Pig, but I do believe in two-row, and I believe this is going to be a really good beer regardless of how it comes out in the as long as that dryness mellows out. Oh, that's just, and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that'll all mellow out. I think we'll be all right. Worried about that at all. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we are racking this uh, fermenter and we are going to uh, touch base with you guys here in a little bit for a geek news uh, segment. All right, stick around. <laughs> we are back to the uh, geek news section here, Craft Brews Geek News. And Ryan is taking me through a um, intro to uh, Dragon Ball Z Fighter. Fighter, yes. So what? So what is this? This is for PS4 and anything else? Uh, for well, no, for PS4. Uh, basically, I think uh, Xbox and all the other ones. I'm sure, but it's just um, fandom meets ultimate control over the players and, and and warriors that you love watching. But then you can play with them in like the most realistic. Uh, game ever i'm excited to see it because i've heard really good things about the gameplay for this that it looks like an actual uh dragon ball episode pretty much and so where are you at right now this is where like the there's like this whole little world that's like a staging kind of area i've yet to actually have a battle with any of these people that are online i don't know how to do that yet but you can go up here and there's like local battle. So what I've been doing is the actual storyline, which nobody seems to ever want to do. <laughs> this is so anime looking it to is. me. It like is. it's so anime. So I know it's this begin story, but I'm already halfway through the second arc. So, so the game itself is broken down into arcs and I'm midway through the second arc. I know all those guys. I remember all yeah. those guys. Captain the guy Ginyu, the mustache, Frieza. The bald guy the mustache. Yep. Everybody. Oh, shit, man, that's awesome. <clears throat> so, let's see here. This is what I want to see. I want to see this. So, so what Ryan's doing now is, is he's selecting what? The, the people you want to fight? You can go any direction. You have 20 turns to, to figure out which pattern you want to go to. And as, as you go throughout the game here on this particular level, which this is chapter 9, map 12, right? So there's different chapters that I've gone through. What I didn't notice in the beginning is that you can actually build your warriors because see how the, uh, like Vegeta says 25, Piccolo says 20, but Yamcha's at eight, right? You can build your characters uh, 
Kind of like Pokemon. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you build your levels in Pokemon. Well, it's an like MMO. That. It's it's any kind of like RPG. But you have to you, have to, you literally have to raise your crop of, of team members. So like right here, we'll go edit. I'll get rid of Yamcha and let's say trade him for Boo. Let's do that. Majin Who the Boo. hell is that? Big That's Majin Boo. Majin Boo. Yeah. Okay. But the good Majin Boo. He's not the evil Majin Boo. Like we all later in the. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z art, but so let's go here and we'll fight. So what we're doing is we're fighting evil clones. So these evil clones are like 32, 32, and 32. It's Yamcha, Goku, and Captain. G so that's fine. But they're higher level than you are. Well, by by a are, lot, <laughs> which gives them more stamina. So it's kind of like almost like a Street Fighter, but you. Well, really it's very Street Fighter. Crazy stuff. It just looks very much like the cartoon show because so it you briefs have, over, yeah. You have three players, so right now, you, you have three players, so I can call in, like Majin Buu can come in just for a quick second and kind of help me out a little bit. Now, Captain Ginyu, so he just kicked my ass. His stamina is like 20,880 versus now Piccolo, which is like half of that. But you can also tag out. So if I wanted to, I could call in Majin Buu, which I don't have enough stamina to fight up these That's guys. cool. Yeah, that was... Uh, they sent him into a... A volcano, and he just exploded the volcano. I'm probably going to lose this game. But see, your guys don't like die or anything like that. You're actually, even though we're battling right now, we're playing part of a storyline of sorts. You're playing the arc. So even if these guys get, like, if Majin Buu awesome. or whatever was to get knocked out, the battle would end. But I would pick my new team of guys that I've collected throughout this whole arc, and. I what the hell was that? I don't know. I just sometimes press button and it works out. <laughs> um, but you would, you would essentially just go back into this battle and every damage point that you've caused to this other, to all these clones would still be there. So you wouldn't re-battle them at full strength or anything like that. And then your guys, they basically go to sleep for a battle or two. So like I lost, right? Like all, all these guys are not done, but we still get level up points, things like that. But we don't gain any health back. So they're all dormant now on my chart of uh people i have to pick a new team but when i go back in and fight these same clones i'll uh um like i'll do this for frieza that's two. pretty neat though like the, the way the game looks is freaking fantastic like it looks like the show that's that's one thing that draws me more than anything show but so i can't choose boo i can't choose piccolo and i can't choose Vegeta because they're all here but after i beat these guys they'll gain a little bit of life back so as you move throughout all your turns you kind of rebuild, you kinda your, rebuild guys, yeah. your guys so you're cycling back through and you're getting level points so i'll go back in here i only have like one guy i really feel like i should turn no, I think everybody can hear it. What I'm trying to say is that uh, I've now been watching Ryan play the Super uh, Dragon, Dragon Ball Dragon Z Fighter, Z fighter. Uh, and he's been playing for a few rounds now. It's actually really cool. Like I, it, it's reminiscent. Me and me and Laos Man used to sit in a closet okay. and watch watch cable TV. You know, basically we had the opportunity to do so, and and. Saturday morning cartoons was the Dragon Ball story, yeah. and we loved it. We really did. At that time, I saw Trunks. I remember Goku, Vegeta. What's his name? Vegeta. No, Vegeta. Sure, but um, Piccolo. 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 And I remember he got shot hole in the chest. Whenever, right. if you can track that timeline down, that's when we stopped watching the show because that's what that's what I remember. He kind of left, but I also remember the uh, the No Balls guy. The alien dude with the purple head. <laughs> Frieza. Frieza, yeah. 
Is this the first time we've had a fighter version of Dragon Ball Z? I feel, find that hard to believe. Kind of like, the, well, so they've had other games. As a matter of fact, um, one of the games they have out right now has all of the new characters from the Dragon Ball Super, uh, which is something I really want to get, strongly, actually. But um, this one just has a really different storyline. A lot of the Dragon Ball Z games have the same storyline. You fight Raditz, you fight Vegeta, you fight Frieza and Cell and everything. This is just, a, this is a different non-arc video game. Because, and what I mean by non-arc is you're fighting these clones that are created by Android 21. That is a crazy move. What is he doing? Dude Piccolo just shot like 25 orbs into the air. Oh my god. Done. You just shot like a yeah, that laser was, beam out of your chest. That's like, oh fuck, I got somebody else to One fight. more guy. God damn it. God, god damn it, damn it. This is insane. So I've Ginyu, never seen a game like Captain this. Captain Ginyu can call forth like all of his evil henchmen like Raccoon and... Come on, blow him up. Come on, I gotta win this. Yes! Who won? Oh, I lost! No, I won! <laughs> I won! <laughs> You heard it here, people, oh first. Ryan won. I didn't know who won that one. Ryan won the old uh, Dragon so Ball. So when you win, your guys come back to... to, to She's definitely a lady, and, right? The, no, that's a dude. Nah, she looks like oh, a lady. Frieza's a dude. <sighs> no, man. All right, look at the chest. Dragon Ball Z fighter. Love it. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool game. Look, just like a cartoon. I wanted to play No Man's Sky, but... We got time. This is a game they remade for PS4. This is a game they made for PS4. Okay, so it's not a new game. It is. They made it in 2016. It's for PC oh, okay. and for PlayStation. And what made you want to buy this game? Because I wanted a space simulator. Then. Uh, like, it's it's basically like... This is the closest thing to Star Wars we have right now. Okay. Because it's procedurally generated, which means you can go in any direction you want to. It's fine. And you can go in any direction you want to, and you will never run out. There's 18 quintillion planets out there. So you Which just sounds keep going. crazy. You can go anywhere, and everything that you find on a planet, you can find on many other planets in different variations. Mm. Like it's hard to explain. Okay, well let's play. So, so we have brewed a beer, and I have already introduced Dragon Ball Z Fighter to Donnie, and he was blown away by the not only the the graphics but the fun and the nostalgia. Game has. It was amazing, oh, dude. It gets me every time. But now I am watching Donnie play No Man's Sky. And he has just politely introduced me to this game and given me the uh, introduction to it. So this looks really awesome. And what are we looking for? There's a bunch of planets. What are this we is at? a loading screen. Okay. So, oh. <laughs> so I thought we were flying through space. Going no, where it's going to load is I'm on a planet that I just claimed as my own, which is unique to the solar system. So every single thing that you see here is uniquely generated to my game. With purple grass. This, I named it Purple Gla Grasslandia. Wow. You can literally go to anywhere in the world and what? name anything you want to. Just wait, my friend. Because I'm only seeing this as myself looking through, but like, it's... No, there is no there's no third-person view. There's nothing like that. So it's just this. Correct. It's kind of dizzying. It is. Once you use it, so this is my base. I've built this base. It's a four-layer base. That's all it is. Is that swimming fish? So many yep. dogfish. So these are these are little animals that live in the environment. What? And if you can see on the left they're hand side, they're not little. They're, they're huge. Yeah, they're huge. They're about three, four, almost four meters long, and they're non-aggressive, and they literally <clears throat> swim in the sky. That's cool. So then you see these things right here. These are like little alien sentinels, which basically monitor how much you're mining or taking away from that, the environment. That even had a shadow built into it. Yeah. 
Wow. So these things are called Sentinel drones. They're terrible. Good soundtrack. So first off, wait, before I get my ship... So you don't know what you look like. Correct. But like, look at this amazing area, right? Like, this looks like a, a, a cool planet. It is a cool planet. Alright, so first off, when you go into my base here, you get this. It's called a Gek. So you can go to him and he, he'll tell you how to build your place a little bit bigger. So you have to build this planet? You have to build your base. But look, I have four levels here of base building to do. He also gives you little missions and things like that. Wow. Let's go to the farmer. It's fine. So essentially, every every piece of this, there's a little bit different thing. This is not the most exciting part. So, so I can jump in this portal and go into outer space and just kind of find somebody. But what I'm going to show you as the the newbie to this game is that this planet. Watch this. So I get up, as in I take off on this planet, and you can just drive through if you want to. Or, you can go, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and blast into outer space. No way. Yeah. And you can just literally yeah, just blast like, into what? outer space. And so in no time, it's it's like a Star Wars RPG where like, you're just outside of the planet. And you can shoot down asteroids and what? go to space stations. Or I can, I can just jump to that planet if I want to. Like, see that planet over there? I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's, let's go that way. Does it know how to get you home though? Well, the home is is where the heart is, right? Because you, you can go anytime you want to back back home if how do you, you want to. How do you do that? Though you just search for your your your. Planet. Well, you got you got to build you got to build points and you got to build um, so whatever. Here, so I'll show you an example. So there's a space station you can just go to if you want to. Wow. And you can just dock in there, or and, and is that real time? It's oh, all wow. real time. So what it tells you when it when it says there's like a like a 31 minute, 32 minute, whatever it is. So like I'll show you this. Uh, it takes one hour to, to get there. If you yeah. go to that one, yeah, it takes one hour. At, at this rate, watch this though. Like see how it says three hours. If I throw my hyperdrive and engage, it goes okay. Well now it's two minutes and now it's three minutes and bam, and I'll arrive in thirty seven seconds. But I want to go real fast. You just kind of dip down this and planet. all of a sudden it goes. And you just literally dive into the planet like you would. Like you would honestly be breaking through Does the atmosphere. Does it crash? Like, can you crash? You absolutely can. Okay. See how there's like a like a question mark there? Yeah. So the whole point of the thing is to arrive here, land. Wow. So what's the real like objective to this? Game? It is that like literally you comb the galaxy and you uncover stuff. I have to literally like, bust through. I have to bust through this door. So I'll throw on like a scat like a shotgun shell. So, but do people attack you in this game? Like, do you get into, like, fights? You, you have to use Absolutely, the gun? Absolutely, yeah, okay. you, you, you totally can. <coughs> but I just busted into this base. It's just amazing. You can literally go anywhere you want to. Yeah. And you can pop a scan, and so you can just literally scan anywhere you want to. And you can just go, oh, I'm going to go over here and see if there's anything do amazing. They, do they build patch-ins where it's you can procedurally download? generally. So everything is generated as you arrive on it. So it's all unique. Wow. And nothing has been touched before by any other person. So that's, I mean, that's kind of what it is. But the beauty of it is I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I'm done with this planet. And I just want to go. So you see on the left-hand side, it says 1,000, 1,200, 2,300. I can literally just drive up here. But that wasn't your planet. That was my planet. That, that was, was the planet, planet I was on. Oh, that hit you. That's all right. And I can literally just go, oh, I want to bounce there. So it said 23 minutes it would take me to get the space station, or I just jump to it. And then a boom, son. I'm there. It's amazing. It's the coolest game I've ever seen. I've never seen a game that can take you 
in the planet, walking around, and then all of a sudden, up in the space station, and you hop out there, and you can go up here and use your little jetpack and get up. I'm entranced. So I take wow. this, little, this little portal here, and I go right back to my base. What about your ship? It follows you. No way. Yeah. It's insane, right? Insane. Wow. But there's 18 quintillion planets in this game. I've showed you two. One, really. So how do you win? So you move towards the center of the galaxy, that's how you win. But there have been civilizations that have been established in this game. This rock, this monster will forever be known as Ryan Roberts. Fuck yeah. And you now live on the system of Nato in the planet Betuus Eolerd. So can other online gamers or- They all will see it for the first time as what I just called it. And they can name it as they want to. What? Crazy, right? That's awesome. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. <laughs>